Hello again, hockey fans. Are you ready to brave the wild? With your host, Paladino Joey, that is Joey Awajan. Today is Wednesday, September the 30th, 2009, and it is time for episode number 24 of Brave the Wild. Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to Brave the Wild. Now, on thesportstuff.com, which is, of course, the flagship website for Brave the Wild, there's a button on the right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. I encourage you to please click on that and sign up for our boards. And in the uh, referral bar, type in Paladino Live, P-A-L-A-D-I-N-O, space, live. You know, two separate words. It mentions me as the referral. And uh, that way, it shows how much I care about the website, because I do. And you can join the family on thesportstuff.com, where we don't just watch sports, we get involved. That is where we can vote on the polls. That is where we can interact with each other and talk some hockey in the uh, Brave the Wild section and the podcast section, and also on the Minnesota Wild section in the NHL part of thesportstuff.com message board. So please get on there. Let's let's get to know each other. Let's get some more people on there and uh, more Minnesotans on there. We need that badly. Come on, people. Sign up. All right. Brave the Wild. Also, there's a link on minnesota.nhlfansite.com, minnesota.nhlfansite.com. That is a great website, lots of updates, lots of uh, nice information, very detailed. Nice enough to put a link to Brave the Wild on their page. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for that. Well, on episode number 24 today, we're going to wrap up the preseason and wrap up the final roster, which is at 22 players. As the final roster, maximum is 23. The Wild are at 22 so a few surprises and some that aren't all too surprising. So with no further ado, we'll take our first break and we will get into the preseason part first right after this. Here on the sportstuff.com, join the family with Purple Mafia. With Brett Favre now in the mix with Adrian Peterson, the best running back there is, along with the new Purple People Eaters, the Viking ship is on course for something great. We're available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. We'll bring you the most honest and passionate Viking show there is. And we are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 24, which is a reminder for iPod users, along with Microsoft Zune and other MP3 users. Thank you again for joining on board today. All right. Well, first and foremost, on the 24th of September, Minnesota Wild took on the vaunted St. Louis Blues. <laughs> well, they felt vaunted. St. Louis went up 3 to nothing pretty quick here. It wasn't really a fun game at all, to be honest with you. Andy McDonald with two goals. Those were uh, later in the game. Patrick Berglund. B- Patrick Berglund with about halfway through the first period, scoring. And then Alexander Steen scoring about three minutes later, and then another three minutes, uh, Andy McDonald scores on the power play. There were four power play goals in the game overall, one by the Wild. All, every goal in this game was scored on the power play. Not the most disciplined game, and uh, boy, 
Good thing it's in the regular season because the Minnesota Wild power play would be in trouble, folks. Big time. <laughs> the St. Louis Blues were 3 of 4, folks. 75% power play success rate. The Wild were 1 for 6. Eric Belanger with less than 3 minutes remaining in the game. Kim Janssen and Antti Mietnin factoring in there. That was pretty much a save face call. The Wild trailed 4 to nothing as Andy McDonald getting his second goal of the game. That guy's a Pretty darn good player, the center on the St. Louis Blues. Paul Correa back playing hockey again. It's been a while for him. And, uh, well, mm, just not a very fun game at all. Not a fun game at all. So with that, we're going to get on to the next game here. As now it's back-to-backs here. The uh, <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks, Wild and Chicago Blackhawks. So it's kind of like the old... Uh, Norris Division, St. Louis and Chicago with Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota North Stars in the old days, the old Norris Division in the Campbell Conference. Remember that? Remember that? Yep, well, there is no Chris Chelios on the Blackhawks, though he is still playing in the NHL, or trying to anyway. Pretty crazy. And of course, no Brian Bellows, no Neil Broughton on the North Star, I mean Wild. So we'll get back to that here pretty quick. James Shepard, who continues to have a pretty solid Preseason, definitely had a pretty solid preseason. Lots of encouraging words for him, despite the fact he continues to talk in the media a little too much about how, you know, system's so much better than Jacques Lemaire. System's so much better than Jacques Lemaire. You know, I mean, we know. We know, James. You know, (laughs) stop making excuses for your horrendous play last year. So I'm getting a little sick of it, to be honest with you out there. All right, enough of my ranting on James Shepard. Let's try to do a little bit of praising, I guess, for now. He scores halfway through the first period to make it one nothing Minnesota, believe it or not. Martin Havlat going against his old club, finally getting to go against his old club, Mietnin also factoring in on that goal. James Shepard, the talk is that he is a pretty good, he will definitely be, you know, he's a big X-factor for this team at that center position, as uh, it's pretty light over there at center for the Wild. Looking like he'll be the number three guy at center behind, uh, or ahead, of, well, behind Koivu and possibly Pierre-Marc Bouchard as a number two center. Brent Burns making it two to nothing. And his blue line mate at the time, Greg Zanin, and then Kyle Brodziak. Nice kind of solid play there. Kyle Brodziak, Mr. Uh, Faceoff, who helped the Wild, actually, I forgot to mention, dominate the St. Louis Blues 35-17 to in the faceoff category in the previous game. Pretty crazy. The Wild win the faceoff category again. Thanks to Kyle Brozniak. It's one of his major, major specialties. Gotta love what he brings to the table. Patrick Kane, though, scoring shorthanded. Very unfortunate. The Wild were 0 for 2 on the power play. The Blackhawks 1 for 3. But they also getting a shorthanded goal, as I'm mentioning here. And Brent Seabrook and, uh, excuse me, Duncan Keith assisting, making it 2 to 1, only about a minute after Brent Burns' goal. A shorthanded goal. And then Patrick Kane, guess what happens? Yep. This time the Wild are shorthanded and Kane scores on the power play. How exciting. So another player, another pretty big name guy, getting two straight goals against the Minnesota Wild. Back-to-back nights. How how fun is that? Colin Frazier scoring the next goal to to, uh, make it 3-1 Chicago. Little pass midway in the second period. Martin Havlat with his second goal of the night, or second point of the night, Mietnin with his second point of the night, Havlet getting the goal there, and ladies and gentlemen, it's a tie game going into the third period, but Chicago 
who dominated the Minnesota Wild 17-5 in shots on goal. In the second period, beats the Wild 10-5 in the third. And <laughs> Klinkhammer, Rob Klinkhammer, that's a new one for me at this point in time. I apologize for that. Brent Seabrook and Jake Dowell assisting. This was about five minutes left to go in the game. And the Chicago Blackhawks sent the Minnesota Wild home with a disappointing loss in preseason. Not that wins and losses are everything, but still, yeah, pretty disappointing overall. Josh Harding with another loss, and I can't imagine that's helping his trade value too much, as there is continue to be talks that this guy could be traded midseason, and we're trying to maximize his value to a team possibly like Chicago or uh, or Philadelphia, who both of them lost their uh, big name goalies. Unfortunately, both of them losing big name goalies. No more Boulin Wall in Chicago, and uh, Philadelphia with a pretty unproven guy, pretty unsuccessful guy that they got rid of in Ottawa. We'll get into that very soon, as that was the very final preseason game of this uh, <laughs> whole deal here. As now we head to that last game. Here we go. Last night, Tuesday the 29th of September, the preseason coming to a close once and for all. Minnesota wins. Minnesota wins 5-4 to four in, a, in a shootout. Officially 5, I guess you can call it, because the fifth goal. But, uh, yeah, Emery, not the, you know, not a very successful goalie in his career. So we're going to get into him really quick. As, yeah, this could be Josh Harding's new home, possibly Philadelphia or Chicago. Ray Emery. Fourth round pick in 01 by the San Jose, San Jose Sharks, or the Ottawa Senators. Well, you know, his win-loss record is all right. 71-40 and 40 overall his career, but he's an inconsistent guy. He's not really a big-time guy for a team that's trying to win a, possibly trying to win a Stanley Cup. Philadelphia is a legitimate team that could be trying to get that. His career goals against average, 2.71. Nothing like we got here in Minnesota. Save percentage of 89 last year. About 90 for his career. Nothing horrible, but nothing great. And, uh, yeah. Josh Harding, I think, could be a nice fit for these Philadelphia Flyers. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, Chicago with Hewitt, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's not much to look, not much to brag about either. So, there is a possible destination. Those are two possible destinations brought up on the KFAN show today for the Minnesota Wild, for uh, Minnesota Wilds. Pretty good backup, James Harding. And then we could be looking at. Kudobin or Wade Dublowitz replacing Josh Harding later in the season, around uh, December, January, somewhere around there. So we'll just have to wait and see, because that just continues to be the talker with Josh Harding. But long term, he won't be here. Well, Philadelphia, things did not start out pretty good, very good for the Wild here. Claude Giroux and Mika. Piorala, Miko Piorala, <laughs> scoring in the first period. Pretty strong first period by the Philadelphia Flyers, 11-6 to shots on goal. Philadelphia beats the Wild in the face-offs. Wild lose another face-off battle, 35-27. to Though they fared pretty good in the old Norris Division games. <laughs> Minnesota, though, on the power play. The special teams looked awfully good on this particular night. Philadelphia... Over five on the power play. The Minnesota Wild penalty kill stepping up nicely. And the power play two for five for the Wild. Very, very nice. As the Wild pick it up in the second period a little bit. 
Eleven to eight, Philadelphia wins the shots on goal category as they just dominated in the shots at goal, thirty-nine to twenty-four. Nicholas Backstrom giving up four goals overall, but a pretty good game really in the main frame of things. Faced thirty-nine shots. That's a lot, folks. That's a lot. Martin Havlat scoring on the power play. Mika Koivu and Brent Burns factoring in on that. Brent Burns then coming back about five minutes later to tie this sucker up. And it's like, here we go, baby. Here come the Minnesota Wild now. And uh, <laughs> third period right off the bat, Mike Richards scoring. And Cal Clutterbuck, though, almost almost like clockwork, less than two or less or about a minute and a half later, tying this thing up on the power play is the... Philadelphia Flyers really got in penalty trouble here late in the game. Fresh or in the third period, second and third period, a little bit of uh, you know, a little bit of issues with that. James Shepard though again stepping up again, making it four to three. And you think this was less than five minutes to go. You think here we go, Minnesota Wild are going to get out of the preseason with a nice victory in Philadelphia in regulation. Well, no. All, all less than or about a minute left. Danny Briere, who was the player of the game overall, the uh, solid center in Philadelphia, tying this one up from Jeff Carter. Jeff Carter, remember that name? He's been around for a while. <laughs> and, uh, yep, here we go. As the teams exchange a few sh shot attempts, mostly Philadelphia peppering Backstrom along the way, and uh, definitely a frustrating thing for the Wild there. Backstrom just getting peppered down the stretch. Wild's defense not, well, didn't look so great on this night. Philadelphia, they really do look like a legitimate team going in long term. The shootout starts off with a bang. <laughs> As Philadelphia scoring on both of their attempts. Mika Koivu and Martin Havlitt scoring on their attempts. This thing is like a very entertaining start. The goalie's not looking so hot in the shootout. We really hope Nicholas Backstrom... Doesn't start struggling on the uh, the shootouts again like he did previously two years ago. That was pretty frustrating. Well, he stopped Simon Gagne, thank God. Peter Sikora, though, could not finish in his. Jeff Carter was shut down. And Antti Mietnin is the hero for the night in particular. And the Minnesota Wild escape with a nice victory. Despite being outplayed pretty much in every period, you could say. Except maybe that, well, the second period, the Wild executed better. Yeah, you got to say that. Excuse me. But the third period, they got beat up pretty good. First period, they were destroyed. Um, but yeah, Nicholas Backstrom and uh, <laughs> Miko Koivu and Antti Mietnin, and definitely the heroes of the night for the Minnesota Wild. Danny Briere, the overall star of the game, looked pretty good for these Philadelphia Flyers. So the Wild close out the preseason once and for all. And uh, there it is. Now we can finally start talking real hockey. And... Um, we're going to talk about that final roster as the Wilds start on Saturday. We'll get into that right after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, the new fast-breaking wolves are bursting on the scene with Timberwolves Explosion. Hear about this exciting new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, Johnny Flynn, and new coach Kurt Rambis. Check us out on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes, where we cover the wolves like nobody else. Show your true blue, download and listen to this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. And we are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 24. Reminder for iPod, Microsoft, Zoom, and other MP3 users. 
Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Well, first and foremost in the podcast section, I'm going to enter in a uh, a preview thread now, from now on. So, for those of you out there that are going to be joining this, uh, hopefully going to be joining the sportsstuff.com, as I do constantly encourage that, do sign up for the message boards. Well, you'll be getting a preview on here from now on. It says episode preview thread. This is where I will preview the newest episode, Brave the Wild. And then I know that subjects, that the, the topics in the in the thread are subject to change if news breaks right before the show is recorded. Do enjoy. Feel free to converse with me on this thread. And I do want you to do that, folks. Do converse. As, of course, I mentioned out today, you know, what we're going to talk about. The final cuts, the final... Uh, games. I actually didn't mention that, but I guess you could figure that. Yeah, Colton Gillies sent down, Danny Ehrman sent down, yeah, Craig Weller, <laughs> and other bits here, yeah. So that is the whole idea of that thread. So now you know what's going on when it comes to pre- future shows, per se, on these minis- on the Brave the Wild. So now we're going to get into that, finally. That's... Lots to talk about. First and foremost here, well, I already got into how Peter Kalis was sent down. Already got into that. That was a little frustrating and disappointing. Well, back on the 26th of September, the Wild reduced the roster to 27. Danny Ehrman. So Danny Ehrman going down once again. Danny Ehrman once again going down. Right about the second, yeah, second last cuts, just like last year. You thought maybe, oh, there was all that stuff. Oh, he's going to finally make the team, and, you know, here we go. We're going to have a homeboy, or at least gopher boy, on the Minnesota Wild. I believe he's from North Dakota. But, yeah, still, we're going to have him on the Minnesota Wild, former gopher star. Nope, sent back to Houston, where we really hope this guy can finally produce in Houston, as he has really struggled. I mean, you look at the games played versus, uh, <laughs> you know, the points. It's like about 70 games and 22 points the last couple of years, and that's awfully, awfully, awfully frustrating. Awfully frustrating. So yeah, Danny Ehrman, Robbie Earl, Matt Cassian, second round pick about two years ago, he sent down Cody Almond, one of the more promising prospects, very few and far between on this team, with that MCL injury, you know, just officially sent down to Houston, so that roster spot really, you knew he wasn't going to be on the NHL roster anyway because of that. Marco Scandella was returned to his country. <laughs> and uh, the final spots. Excuse me, that was the. Yep, 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 juniors, basically. The final spots come down to Jamie Siffers, John Scott, Andy Hilbert, as Andy Hilbert was signed recently. Kind of an intriguing deal there. Is Yeah, eventually he'll go down to Houston, unfortunately, but we'll get into that. Nathan Smith. Nathan Smith, a uh, solid depth, uh, you know, addition at center. Colton Gillies and Craig Weller, at this point in time, we're coming down to the final spots. As now we move on to the next ring here. We move on to the next roll of cuts here. Colton Gillies has been sent down. This was as two days later, the 28th, putting the wild roster at 26. Three more players cut at this point in time, but Colton Gillies being sent down to Houston. To, to me, yeah, as I mentioned, it comes as, a, as somewhat of a surprise being who was in the NHL last season. But, folks, the reason 
<laughs> that Gillies struggle. I mean, I mean, excuse me. Gillies did struggle last year, but it shows that the 10, 2007 first round pick. Yeah, he's not made enough progress, really, to convince this coaching staff that he really is NHL ready. But one thing, you know, one of the main reasons to me that Colton Gillies was sent down also, um, not only that he's not NHL ready per se, um, he was sent down this year rather than last year, is Gillies last year would have had to go to juniors, folks. He would have had to go to juniors, which the competition just ain't there. It's just like, you know, he's going to get, you know, a ton of points and it's not going to matter much. It's going to be kind of boring and he might get kind of lazy, you know. He might get kind of lazy and, and try to be cute too much. And that can always really slow the develop of players, especially talented young prospects. But this year, Gillies is now at that in that age group and has been signed, officially, has been signed, you know, those two-way contracts, as they call them, two-way Minnesota-Houston type contracts. And uh, now he can be sent down, which provides that better competition and gives him a stronger chance to develop than he would in juniors last year. So... That's the multiple scenarios when it comes to Colton Gillies. They are pretty convinced that Colton Gillies does have a chance to be a pretty strong NHL player in the not too distant future. Might even might even be a part of things in the very near future. So we'll see how that goes, folks. We're going to have to see how that goes as things get very very interesting here. For the wild, as as ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the final three cuts are in. The final three cuts were in before the Philadelphia game officially. And ladies and gentlemen, well, Nathan Smith was one of them. That's not much of a surprise. But Craig Weller was sent down, folks. Craig Weller was sent down. How about that? That's quite interesting. Definitely. And it just, yeah, I mean, so that that's kind of like, to me it comes as a surprise being how Derek Bugard, Derek Bugard's questionable health, and uh, all of a sudden Craig Weller's sent down. So there goes your tough spot. You know, Craig Weller was kind of the replacement for Todd Fedorik and Bugard at times. Bugard, is always, it seems like he's always hurt. And he is... It seems like this always happens. You know, Bugard's always hurt, so now you don't really have that tough guy, per se. Hopefully, hopefully Derek Bugard will be healthy enough to play this time. He continues to have back or concussion issues. Um, but the other major thing here is that the, the surprise, folks, the roster is currently at 22. Jamie Seffers is still on the roster, an undrafted player. Jamie Seffers is on the roster. Yeah. Very, very interesting indeed. He was in the Toronto system, kind of a hard fighter. They were saying how he was really giving the Wild coaching staff a really hard time making a decision. You know, they they want they were having a, they were it's like this they're making it really tough to decide on who they can keep and who they can't keep. Could be why Craig Weller was sent down and gives them extra depth at the defenseman position. So uh, congratulations to Jamie Siffers, undrafted player, played about twenty three games last year with the Toronto Maple Leafs, if I said that right. I'm beginning to wonder now what I said earlier. Toronto Maple Leafs, forgive me if I uh, brain farted. The Wild do have a roster spot open, too, for some type of shuffling to be done, possibly a trade. Maybe Hilbert will be on the team, as Hilbert was one of the people sent down. 
Um, it's going to get interesting, folks. It really is. Sifra says, the Wild do keep one more defenseman than a lot of people probably expected. So, I, you could pretty much say there's a pretty good chance that the, uh, the player that will fill that 23rd position will be a forward of some kind. So, yeah, this is going to be interesting. Maybe Nathan Smith stays in the roster to make it 23. Maybe they bring Nathan Smith back, possibly, for... Uh, extra depth at center. I also did mention Derek Booger. Excuse me, I can't seem to talk for some reason right now. <laughs> Pierre-Marc Richard will be the number two setter. Behind Miku Koivu, James Shepard will be number three. And then the number four center position will be a battle between Belanger and Braziak. Ben Wapulia can play center and wing. It's kind of a debate on where he will be, but this coaching staff does want Bouchard to be at center. And they're saying how, you know, the face-offs, face-offs really aren't, haven't been Bouchard's strength when he's had the opportunity to be in face-offs. And quite frankly, there aren't many players on this team that are good at it. And Mr. Brodziak seems to be just a face-off ace. Bill Ange has also been pretty good at that. So those two guys likely to be here, especially Brodziak. There, there is talk that uh, Eric Belanger could be on his way out at some point in time. Not sure what you'd really get in return for him. I, I think Belanger is a productive enough player to keep around unless, for whatever reason, there's a really nice prospect in the in the wings, possibly via trade, that the Wild would acquire, maybe in a Josh Harding deal or something else. So that's all pretty much still up in the air. That's what happens when you have a new coaching staff and a new general manager, a whole new regime, new owner even, but mostly the general manager and coach deciding in that area. Uh, yeah, this is a very, very, uh, interesting undertaking here. We're just going to have to wait and see how things go there. To me, does this team make the the NHL playoffs? Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, excuse me. I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. Vancouver, the Minnesota Wild have had a really tough time with them last year. I mean, last year it was unbelievably tough for the Minnesota Wild against Vancouver. They couldn't win a game against them, home or away. It was ridiculous. Calgary has always been a problem, though the Wild did shock us and beat them last year late in the season to make us believe that they had a chance to make the playoffs, but they didn't. They pretty much missed it in the end when it, when it mattered most. Uh, Colorado, well, <laughs> the Wild lost some game, lost a game at home to Colorado as well last year in St. Louis. The Wild need to protect their home ice. They really do. And that has been... That's been an issue. I mean, a lot of us saw that early on. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. And just like the Minnesota Twins in the postseason, the last couple of times they made it, uh, suddenly home really isn't in a, a, a really a tough, I mean, really isn't, <laughs> isn't really a place where they, they're, they're invincible, folks. In, in any stretch of the imagination, it, it's been very, very frustrating. I even remember doing a whole episode about how can we please win at home. As playoff teams win home games, you know, more than what the Wild did last year. That was extremely frustrating. It didn't make much sense, to be honest. So, to me, that's where I stand right now. The coach, Todd Richards, is convinced that this team should be expected to make the playoffs right now. I don't know. I hope so. I mean, Peter Sikora is a nice addition that can help you get there. Martin Havlat, well, he's, he's a very good player who looks like he might... There's a pretty good chance if he can stay healthy, and that's a big if. 
As he's kind of got a little bit of Gabby in him, a little bit of Gabrick in him, who hurt his groin early in the preseason. And then, yeah, he, he's the big tease, Gabrick. But uh, there, 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 there seems to be an indicator here right now in the preseason that this Martin Havlett, <laughs> as we all knew him from Chicago, very, very good player, could be on his way for a really big-time season here, a, a breakout year where he will get over 30 goals. There's a very legit possibility of that, I think. Very, very legit possibility. And, of course, Miko Koivu, if he can stay healthy and consistent, that's where, you know, everybody takes a step up if Miko Koivu does. Trust me. Trust me. That guy is the reason why this team makes the playoffs or doesn't, I think, is Miko Koivu. And the final, final issue I'm going to get into real quick, very briefly here as we get to about the 30-minute point now. The Minnesota Wild, yet to name a captain. Minnesota Wild, yet to name a captain. So, so that is going to be the uh, the gist of the polls uh, for this show. Who should be the Wilds captain and why? Who should be the Wilds captain and why? There are five choices. Miko Koivu, Andrew Brunette, Owen Nolan, Martin Havlett, or other. So, obviously, if there's other, we need you to please write in who it is. Um, there might be some other honorable mentions like Nick Schultz, like like Brent Burns, uh, you, you know, who, who knows? Who knows? Benoit Puglia. Yep, yep, definitely. No, no, not Benoit Puglia. No way. If you put that, I'm going to delete that comment, folks, because I can't stomach that. So, <laughs> but please do join the message boards. We, we want you on here. And uh, yeah, the good news about the whole captain thing, guess what, folks? No more rotating captain. That was one of the most ridiculous things of all time, considering, you know, it was kind of a cute little idea when the Minnesota Wild were an expansion team. But eight years in, six years in, even three years in, what are you doing? Seriously. I know you're trying to establish, hey, you know, there shouldn't be just one leader and all that good stuff. You know, somebody needs to, you know, there always should be, uh, you know, there isn't just one leader for this team. They're, they're too new, basically, is what that was. You know, there there's not enough chemistry yet because they're, they're all just starting out. Not eight years in, folks. So I'm going to put in my vote, and it, to me it's an obvious one. Miko Koivu. Miko Koivu should be the uh, the captain of the Minnesota Wild. I think he's going to win this thing in a landslide, but I still want this up there because it's a, it's still a question in waiting. But yeah, the good news is no more rotating captaincy. Thank you, Mr. Todd Richards. There will be a real full-time captain for the Minnesota Wild. All that BS is finally over. It was cute while it lasted. It's very sophomoric, very, you know, junior high. You know, you know let's have the multiple captains. We don't want anybody to feel bad about it. You know, that's what it seemed like. Uh, for a professional veteran, a tough guy like Jacques Lemaire, that was kind of weird. I, I don't know why he did it, but he did it. So whatever, we can finally move on to a new year of Minnesota Wild Hockey once and for all Saturday night. I can't wait. October 3rd against Columbus. Let's get her done. Minnesota needs to win that game. And I need you to please join the message boards. I also encourage you, as I wish I mentioned this a little bit earlier, 209-736-7877-209-736-7877. You can call in to Brave the Wild on the sportstuff.com voicemail call-in lines. 
say you are calling in for Brave the Wild, leave your name and town if you'd like, what town you're from, Fargo, Fargo, North Dakota, whatever, leave it in there if you'd like to, if not, whatever, and uh, state your comments, shout out, whatever it is, and uh, you'll be played on the air. Keep it around a minute if you could, and you will be on Brave the Wild, and I want you on here. Please do join, and do join the message boards, and uh, get on there. 100% free, 100% fun. All of this is, is it's sports, folks. It's sports. Enjoy it. As we'll see if the Minnesota Wild are the 8th or the ninth seed. I think that's about where they're going to be, somewhere around there this year. We're going to wait and see what happens here. And then we're going to get into the, the show again. Possibly, uh, you know, probably within a week, as I think my schedule is opening up a little bit here. I think it is. My hours are going to be significantly different, I'll just say. We'll leave it at that. So, we'll talk to you soon. Do take take care. Go wild. Season number nine. Enjoy. (laughs)